How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Morgan Cunningham, our news guy, would be so proud of you with the pocket square, too. Yeah. And I have my Hartford Whalers jersey on. I mean, what's up with that? We, did you get a picture of the two of us, please? Okay. Um, eclectic group. It is. Well, I just thought it, I felt, it felt like a Whaler kind of day. I, I love it. The Hartford Whalers were a big thing when I was a kid growing up here in Bristol. So uh, there's lots of fans around. What should I get for breakfast? Oh, that, that's a. What are you going? I, I'm actually I'm a number nine guy. So when I is that I the hash one? Gonna, yeah, that's yeah. I think that's what I got last time. I, they make it here, so I kind of might want to do that again. Do you ever get anything else? Uh, I've uh, I've dabbled on some of the other specials on the menu. I mean, the the, the banana and Nutella crepes are excellent uh, if, that, if you want that. But it's heavy. It's a it's a it, big breakfast. It's a little much for me. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's almost a, that's just to me that's a dessert. Anyway. It is. It is. Looks like a dessert. Tastes like a dessert. Because, you know, my body clock says it's time to order some food. Jordan, I think we're going to order some food soon. But we're on the radio. So, you know what? I'll take the number nine. Number Over nine. easy. Is that cool? And uh, wheat toast. You want wow, exactly. Two of them. That, yeah, that's we're uh, over I'd easy. love a little hot sauce, too, if you don't mind. Frank's, Cholula, Tabasco, or Sriracha? Frank's would be great. Frank's? Thank you. Um, so there we go. We got our breakfast here at the Parkside Cafe. Is that Cafe. the first time you've ever ordered on the radio? Probably, too, by the way. <laughs> probably too. But Jordan was with us when, right before opening, so um, she She's was with us here, in the dark. Yeah, and she the, the opening shift for a job like this is, is can be the worst because she had to do all the side work. I, mean, I don't know if you ever wait. Did you ever wait tables? I, I actually did wait tables in college. Yeah, I I was the worst waiter probably of all time. But one thing I hated was side work, yep. refilling salt and pepper shakers and all that ketchup and breakfast is the hardest meal to weigh tables because you have coffee in one hand decaf in the other hand you can get three different kinds of eggs three different kinds of toast you get five million different things and the tip is always two bucks and people are in a hurry at breakfast too yeah i gotta get to work i gotta get out of here you gotta do volume so i just was i was a disaster and back in the day we sort of had to make all our own stuff like toast and this and that so anyway uh, good morning how are you sir i'm doing well how are you I'm good. I'm excited about tonight. Um, do you ever, like, when it comes to events, like, I'm not nervous because I haven't given enough thought about it necessarily, but, like, how do you know if anyone's going to show up? I, I'm nervous. <laughs> 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 That's it. I'm, I'm with you. I, I know. I think, it, I think people will show up at, at this event. And, number one, I want to say great kudos to you and your team because you know, I don't listen to the radio all day, obviously, because I'm working, but on my way into work, on my way home from work, I was driving yesterday afternoon. You guys have done a great job getting the information out to the public. I think we have a great um, listenership here in Bristol. So, uh, 
And it's also a great year for people to get out and get together. I think people have um, hungered for this. We've seen it with the memorial over in front of uh, City Hall and the police right. department. And, and for months, people came and wanted to be part of the community. So this, the, the events have certainly brought the community closer together, and I, I can't imagine that we won't have hundreds of people here tonight. And I dare say there's an outside chance we can have a thousand we're, we're preparing for that so oh, we'll see i mean listen and it's not just a bristol thing as we talked about and you know for yeah. me i have to admit i've been very you move the microphone yeah, for you to the coffee. <laughs> for me i've been very hesitant to talk about the hamsies and the demontes i yep. just it makes me uncomfortable so you know i haven't talked much about uh, katie hamsey will be flipping the switch turning the light on tonight because i don't want to make it a promotional component of what we're doing and so I, I haven't known how to talk about it to be quite honest but what I will say is 6.30 tonight at Page Park a night with lights at Page Park it's not just a Bristol thing so if you do right. want to honor them and you know obviously we, we include you know Officer Ayurado in that as well just come down and it's not going to it's not like a two hour affair nope it's you know we're going to have some programming some singing uh, we'll be there to talk to people and meet people, and then there'll be, you know, after the, some singing, we'll have a couple of quick comments, and then we'll, we'll flip the switch, and then we'll go on our way. I mean, that's basically how it goes, correct? Uh, correct, and um, I have to admit, as a new mayor, we have not had a tree lighting in years, and I'm very excited to bring it back. So most people will remember that at uh, the Webster Bank building, which is now City Hall, ironically, right. temporarily, until we build the new City Hall, we used to do this every year. And, Why'd uh, they cut the tree down? Uh, well, uh, you know, there's development happening downtown. The bank turned over to a local developer, and the local developer is, you know, making it more um, accessible for others. Remember, it was a private tree when we did, even though it was a city tree lighting. It was, right. it's a private. It was they a can private, do what they want. With it. Exactly. So um, we're gonna have to grow a new tree uh, somewhere in our town <laughs> green, and we are gonna have a town green right at the end of the street down over here, Brian, at the at the corner of uh, Hope and Riverside. We will have a town green. When will that? Years. When will that come into reality? You know, we're looking at probably a three to five year window. Right now, it's being uh, used as what we call laydown space, so that we can redo City Hall. So that when pe where people see that blue fence downtown, that's actually for um, City Hall. That will be the town green. Over and so time. that whole concept is already, if you will, bought and paid for. Yep. Yep. So we, we worked with uh, the state actually on that one for a grant um, to help us build two. Two parking garages. One of the grant is going to help us build one. We used ARPA funds to build another. So we'll have two large parking structures behind City Hall and in our center square area there. I will it's kind of cool, the stuff that's coming down. Yeah, and I mean, I think there's good bones to do a lot, you know, downtown. And coming in this morning, and I think about the cities, you know, I grew up right near Lynn, Massachusetts, which has not had a rebound so to some degree residentially, but certainly not in terms of jobs and and, and safety and, and, and stuff like that. But what I would say is when I came downtown early this morning, it was clean. I mean, it was, everything was, it looked tight. Everything looks good. And I know you have problems, there's problems in every city. There's yep. crime in every city. We can talk about it for sure. But uh, it, I mean, to me, like the, the cleanliness of it was actually the most kind of striking thing of it in terms of just coming into downtown Bristol. Bristol is unique because um, over the years, our economic and community development team has been building these streetscapes that you see here and, and beautifying 
the street, the sidewalks, preparing it for development. And, you know, unfortunately, we got stuck in the cycle of what happened in the 60s where we had urban renewal start and we knocked down a whole bunch of buildings. So we don't have that character. So we have to build the character from the ground up. And, you know, the good news that the people of Bristol should know is we're on the precipice of three major projects uh, in the downtown area next spring. Um, Wheeler Health has already technically broken ground, although they got a little delayed, so they should be digging next week. Um, we have a carrier project that's going to bring 114 apartments be- from McDonald's here, Brian, all the way to Hope Street uh, and, and with retail on the first floor. And then there's another development that's coming at the old Mafali's Plaza that is going to be multi-use type of uh, residential and and uh, retail space. So you know, I asked this of, uh, and we'll talk more about uh, the tree lighting tonight. You, yeah. I mean, you stick around for till I, eight I, o'clock. I'm here right? till late. Yeah. Yeah. So we're eating breakfast together. Uh, when when it comes to the residential side of it, and I've had these conversations uh, with Luke Bronin to a lesser degree with Aaron Stewart. How do you know? that the demand is there for the residential units. Is it a risk or do they do market studies or do they pre-sell? Like, how does it work? There are market studies, I'm sure, but the the phenomenon that we see now is very clear. There is a dearth of housing. And in Bristol, we're also different than many other towns. So we haven't had a a really uh, good resurgence of new buildings since the 80s here in in Bristol. So our housing stock for people that want to live in apartments, uh, a lot of elderly people that are looking to downsize from Chippens Hill or somewhere else, they're looking for that type of living. It's just not here. As an example, too, we have a a relatively new apartment-type complex on Main Street that was built by the carriers as well, and, and they have waiting lists. Um, huh. You know, we have a Jennings School got repurposed into uh, apartment housing. There's a waiting list. So j- just from those types you of know, things, you, we you're know. You confident the demand is there. Yeah. Is that the chief? Is That that is Chief Gould. So uh, we we're going to we have get, to come say hello to him. We have him. to carve out some time for the chief. We, Matt, we might want to jigger, rejigger sports to the 750 slot maybe and, and, and carve out some time for the chief. I don't know if that's possible. But it would be nice if we could do that so the chief doesn't have to spend a whole half hour um, hanging and talking to Joey. I mean, that must be painful just watching the chief talk to Joey. Joey knows the chief well, probably <laughs> not from anything that's happened. No, not, not from bad things, but <laughs> from other things. The chief's been here for a while. He is, he's, uh, he's a great uh, addition to our to our, our town uh, 29 years wow. ago, I think. So. so we are here at the Parkside Cafe in Bristol. Yeah. Come say hello. I, welcome back here at 741 with the Parkside Cafe. I'm having breakfast with Mayor Jeff Cajano. I'm a messy guy. I, I, I take, I go with a, an explosion of ketchup, an explosion of hot sauce, and then I put it all together. And you're a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm pretty neat with it. The, the eggs and the hash are definitely have to be together. But, you but keep I'm, them together. I'm one of those guys that ketchup is not made for eggs. It's made for hamburgers. That's my <laughs> I, I, we're definitely, you know, in terms of political philosophies, we're not in agreement on that. I mean, I put ketchup on my ketchup. Anyway, we're yep. here with um, Chief Brian Gould of, of Bristol Police, and I just want to tell people right away, you know, we know what's going on in the community. We're going to focus on some other things in this conversation, and, and obviously you know that our, our thoughts are with you. But more importantly now, let's just talk about some other stuff. And, you know, you got the pocket square and the formal shirt. I got my Whalers jersey. And you, I mean, the cross pens is classic to me because, <laughs> like, th- those are gifts that, like, those are like a big deal to get when I was little. Like, if you got a cross pen, that was a big deal. 
So you have, are those cross pens? Yes, sir. Is it a pen and a pencil or two pens? Pen and a pencil. Do you ever use the pencil? I, I use, Do you ever use it? I use neither of them. <laughs> <laughs> it looks phenomenal. Thank you. It's really funny, though. It brings me back to my childhood. I mean, again, I, I think I don't even know how old you are. You shave the dome, and you don't know. It takes away a bunch of stuff. That's correct. That's the way it should be. <laughs> And I, I forget, are you older than me or you I'm 51. I'm older than okay. all of you, we'll put it that way. But to here. me, like, cross pens brings me back to my childhood because I was supposed to act like it was a big deal when I got it as a gift. And I'm like, what am I going to bring it to school? Right. You know I mean? I mean, you're not bringing a gold pen to school. But anyway, Chief, uh, good morning. How are you? Very well. Good morning, Bristol. Good morning, Connecticut. Thank you for having me today. Well, uh, tonight we're going to have the tree lighting at Page Park. Yes, sir. I mean, how long have you been in, in, in with the PD here? Great. So I'm actually going to be entering my 29th year with the Bristol Police Department. And how long as chief? I've been chief now uh, about seven years. Seven years. Yes, starting sir. to grow into it. Yes. Yep. Just getting my feet wet. Yes. <laughs> uh, I want to ask you, so you remember when they used to do a tree lighting in Bristol? Yes. Yep. Uh, what was that? That was by the Webster Bank. I've, I got the whole history now, but they cut the tree down and we're trying to figure things out. What was it like then? And would you like to see it become a fixture in the city again? Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a wonderful uh, opportunity. It certainly brings out. A lot of people from the community, great times, joyous occasions, lots of love, caring. And uh, to see that coming back tonight, especially under the circumstances, it's just uh, probably a, a really perfect time uh, for this to come back and love to see it grow and continue on. Yeah. And we want to have fun. And yeah. We want it to be, it's all about. Uh, to be fun. And I just said this morning, because of the weather, I hadn't really had that Hollywood, I mean, the, the, the holiday kick yet. Like, it hasn't kicked in. And for some reason, believe it or not, it was really warm in here when we came in. And they have a really, you know, at the Parkside Cafe, just with, with, with the ornaments and everything. It just, for the first time for me, it sort of felt holiday-ish. So, um, you know, I want to ask you, Chief, like, when it comes to, I know staffing-wise, things are tough. How do you handle the holidays with your crew? Is it, like, based on totally on seniority? Do you, do you focus on the, the officers with, with families? Like, I, I've always been curious about, because you have to have people working. Correct. Um, yes. So it's uh, it, it's handled by seniority, right? They have co contractual obligations and stuff. But what's what the Bristol Police Department tries to do, and what most police departments try to do, is they try to take care of each other. So there may be a, an officer that has contractual obligations, but has some family obligations. And a lot of times, you'll see other officers that are more senior that maybe they're in a different place in their family are able to kind of step in and cover their shift for them. Um, certainly right now, we, uh, like many other police departments, and especially uh, uh, as a result of this tragedy, we are, we are very understaffed at the moment, uh, which has forced us to shift some um, staff positions back into our patrol because patrol is the backbone of not only the police department, but for the so city. So some men and women had to go back out. Yes, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. yep. And, you know, that's a, a tough thing to do, but they they understand. They, they understand and um, trying to help out their brothers and sisters that are, uh, you know, potentially being held. And, and you know, that's uh, Brian and I sit here, Brian Shackman and I sit here, and we're outside of that brotherhood and sisterhood. That was the one thing that was totally crazy for me to see as I came in because I was obviously interacting with the police department a lot more during the times of the crisis and mutual aid and the bond that these 
first responders have to do whatever it takes to take care of their brothers and sisters is, is just, it, it's heartwarming. It's crazy. Well, and it's one of those little, you know, bubbles that they live in that none of us get to see from the outside. I think well, that's been a great, great thing for me to see. I think that the relationship that people have with public servants like police it's conflicted for a lot of people, and it's different for different people. Like, I still have a healthy fear of the yeah. badge, yeah. you know. I mean, it's how I was raised. And some people are the opposite and just don't. And then they know legally what – I mean, I, 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 get, I said this many times. I get nervous even when something pulls up behind me, even if I've done nothing wrong. And some people, they know the limits of the law, and they will do everything that they can under the law to disrespect you. So, I mean, I – I can't imagine the range, and you don't know in any situation what you're going to encounter. We're talking with Chief uh, Brian Gould of the uh, Bristol PD along with Mayor Jeff Kajana. But I want to ask you, going back to the staffing thing, is how worried are you, like, on a daily basis about being able to handle, you know, the normal day-to-day yep. thing in the city? It's a great question. So from a, a protection, uh, you know, standpoint, not that concerned. Uh, men and women do an excellent job uh, of the Bristol Police Department protecting and serving this community. It's more of an internal worry. You know, I see our people um, being held for shifts. And, um, you know, like most people, you want to come to work. You want to yeah. put in a good, good, hard day, an honest day of work. But you want to go home when, when it's time to go home. So it's morale, and mental health, yes, that kind it's of thing. 100%. That's, that's my top concern for, for them is their mental health, mental well-being. Very difficult when an officer is nearing the end of his or her shift and they're being informed that they need to be held for the next shift. Um, you know, and, and that's where we need to fill those, those gaps for, for staffing so we can take care of the mental health, not only our obligations to the uh, city of Bristol. You know, we got to run, but, it, you know, to me, it's like I said this with you last week. It's like education. One of the major things that needs to change is probably pay. Can the city pay more? I mean, like, is that possible? Or like, because like, you need to, I'm a market-based guy. If you have a need, you have to find a way to, to make it more appealing to fulfill that need. And one of the ways to fulfill it is is money, whether you like it or not. I mean, is the city able to to make it more appealing in that way? Yeah, I'll speak to this one to keep Brian out of uh, hot water with a union or anything like that. Uh, but we have offered here in Bristol a $10,000 sign-on bonus for certified officers that come from other departments, and we will basically match all the rest of their stuff, salary, vacation, sick time, to give them the same quality of life here. And then the other big thing that Bristol has that most other communities don't have is a fully funded pension plan that is, you know, a top-notch pension. So we're hoping to attract some officers in the short term here. Uh, they need to stay here for a year, but that it'll fill some of these gaps quickly for Chief Gould and the rest of the police department in the short term. And we're, we have lots of uh, new officers that will be coming on board, too. More and more people are taking the test, and that's a great thing. Well, Bristol's Chief, a great place to work. Thank you for coming down. It's great to meet you. Thank you. Appreciate thank your you. service, and, and hope uh, you come down tonight and, and, and your, oh, I'll, your guys. I'll, men I'll and women. be there tonight for sure. And I, I, I want to thank uh, the community of Bristol as well, as uh, state of Connecticut and nation and the world, for that matter, for really uh, their caring, love, support. And, and honoring our fallen uh, Lieutenant Dustin DeMonte, Sergeant Alex Hamzy, um, rest in peace. And, uh, you know, they, they've been behind us 100%. So we appreciate that very much. Thank you. Thank you, Chief. Our part's the easy part. Okay, so we have the mayor, we have the police chief, we have a city councilman, and the head of the Parks Department. 
Yes. Right, let Joust me tell you Madeira. what I think of Bristol. Okay, this is. I mean, this is it. This is like the power. This is the table. We we have great teamwork here in Bristol. We have a lot of great people running this city, and uh, I do appreciate uh, two department heads in front of you with uh, Councilman Andrew Howell. We'll be on a little later, right? He's gonna he's gonna. So who's not it. here? Who are we excluding? Like who's who's on the outs? Who needs to be here? Like who else? What other department? How many department heads do you have? I think I have about thirteen or fourteen department heads. So and we have what uh, four hundred people that work in the city, uh, plus four hundred school teachers. So uh, great, great community here. We can't call them all out. Sorry. No, no, I know. I just think I feel like we have a like a, a, an abundance of of power in Bristol. Let's make. What problems do you want to solve? Let's solve a problem. Like, what's your, let's solve a problem right now. Let's see. We have uh, actually, we only have about two minutes. We have two minutes. That's the high Let's path. solve a problem. What problem do you want to solve? I, I'll solve it for you. World peace. How about that one? No, no, a Bristol. <laughs> I want a Bristol. Oh, oh. What, do we, what do we need? What do we need? Chief, Chief wants to put the headphones I, I, back I got on. A, I have a problem to solve then. Yeah. And this is serious. We are in a great restaurant here, Parkside. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm very. Cut their taxes. Uh, well, we'll worry about taxes later. We'll talk about that. But uh, Don Stakem once said that uh, Bristol is a culinary desert. And we and Jr. and his that's team a tough, here. That's it a tough is tough. Uh, Jr. and his team do a great job, and people love it, and that's why you see this place get crowded. But realistically, we have to change the dynamic of Bristol. Most people, when they go out to dinner, will come here a bunch, but they'll go to other towns. We need five or six good restaurants. Mayor Caggiano wants an Italian restaurant downtown yes. here. This is this before I leave office. That needs to happen. So, but I don't. I want something in between. An eggplant parm, you know, the size yeah. of a table, and like four pieces of tortellini. You know, like I, I, I don't need uber fancy. Yep. But I don't want just like piles and piles of tomato sauce on, on, on something. I agree with you, and I can speak as a 54-year resident of Bristol here. Um, we're not going to go for the three pieces of tortellini here. We, we are a blue-collar, middle-class type of town, and we need we need uh, not only the Italian restaurant, but we need something like a Mexican restaurant downtown here we need an eclectic think, mix of three or four things. if you want to go out to dinner what do you what do you like I, you know i i really do like italian but uh a good steak good steak a good steak oh. is uh, good strip you, you can't for me yep there we uh, go so we need a we need a, a steak steakhouse? concept and an italian concept and you can actually Minimum. put them together too you but you know, I, I think that two restaurants would be good. So if any entrepreneurs are out there, I'm sure there's some good small business loans out there possible, and I'm sure the mayor would, would want to work with you. So yep. that's – okay, so give me two to three years. I, I think that's a perfect time. Okay, yeah. I'm going to look at work on a two-to-three-year time, two time horizon for an Italian place and a steak place. Now, it might just have to be something that has a good couple steak options, like a porterhouse, a strip, and, and, and maybe a filet. And on top, maybe we'll do a little uh, seafood surf and turf, too. I, I, I'm, I'm on board with some good red wine. Yeah. You don't have to be picky with it. A good steak is a good steak. Yeah. All it needs is a little Himalayan sea salt and the good grill, and you're, you're good to go. There's no right. doubt that Chief Gould is a steak and potatoes kind of guy. <laughs> well, maybe not even potatoes. No, I'm not sure. Straight that out a little <laughs> yeah, keep the protein, keep the protein hold, the, hold yeah. the carbs. All right, sure. gentlemen, we got to go to traffic. Uh, listen, uh, Chief, we'll see you tonight. Yeah, Thanks Roger for coming. And, uh, Mayor, I go about your day, and we'll talk to you soon. I Mike. can't wait to see you later tonight. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.